Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Ella Harp, and you're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. music podcast a podcast about listen to music by listening artists that we believe are as good if not most of the time better than that in the shitty mainstream for example this week we have ella harp with us a special guest ella harp hello ella hello you good i'm good how are you i'm fantastic thank you for asking and as always on the show, we have Neil and Wayne. Say hello, guys. How been you? I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, thank you. How been you? All right, Rich? You, you do this every time. It's like, it's like you forget that there's a whole world listening to us who don't understand you. Moving on. As always, we have our different rounds, different sections to the show. We'll have our head-to-head. Neil, Wayne and I will bring a song each that have been sent to us through the emails over the weeks and months. And we'll play them, and Ella will decide at the end of that section who was her favourite. Then we'll move on to the hidden masterpiece, which is going to be brought by Ella. What have you brought, Ella? Um, I've brought a song by Crosby and Nash called Lay Me Down that is, I only heard it a couple of years ago and didn't even know it existed. And it's super beautiful and like equally on par with all the you know really great Crosby, Souls and Nash or Crosby, Souls Nash and Young stuff from like back in the day okay lovely and then we'll move on to our next round which will be the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go that's the one and Wayne has been challenged with a piece of to find a piece of music he likes from the genre uh, Nintendo Core was it Nintendo Core yeah yeah I wasn't happy about that um, I had to google that <laughs> <laughs> so did Wayne um, <laughs> did they send did that, that that's was that a submission? Somebody sent that to us? No. You found someone? We'll, we'll get into that later on. There's a whole story behind that, so yeah. But we've we'll we, we got permission to play the song. We have, yes. He's a, he's a, a guy called Mono Mate and his song, Far Hill Zone Act 1. Awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and we'll talk about that later. And then right at the end, after that, we will be speaking to our special guest, Ella Harp, and we'll be talking to her about what she's doing, what she's been up to, which is practically fuck all because everybody's locked down but <laughs> she can tell us about all that fuck all that she's been doing but what she would like to what she'd like to be doing and what she's going to plan to do when everything's all blown over i'm so, guessing yes, fuck all <laughs> i'm guessing fuck all anyway wow so let's move on to our first round then let's let's do this Head to 
Okay, so yes, head to head. Uh, who won last time? You. Okay, you, so I'll go probably. first then. I'm bringing with me to the table Mick Flanner. Oh, well, oh shit. Was it you Paul, dropping them? Pads? Paul's broken a glass, broken a glass. <laughs> what was that? Did someone just die? <laughs> so I've brought Mick Flannery with his song Run a Mile. Enjoy. Run a mile. Run a mile. Run a mile. Pouring concrete floor with my old man Making imprints of our hands He say one day he'll do the same With my little girls or boys That same night I heard them fight Dreamt he whispered soft goodbye That might live only in my mind The last time I heard his voice I'm your happy daughter I'm your smiling girl I meant all the world to you When you saw me first Mama got the dinner on the stove I'm asleep before she's home Days go down without a sound I don't hardly know my name I got in trouble with my bow I'm in the circle now I suppose You don't seem to want to know And I'm inclined to feel the same Run a mile Run a mile Run a mile, Bend me o'er the sink Greasy hands on my skirt Breathe on me like beast Can we not as hardly know No is not the way to go It only buys a week of silence And it's silence I can bear the least I'm your happy daughter I'm your smiling girl I meant all the world to you When you saw me first Run a mile Run a mile Run a mile, So that was Mick Flannery. That was his song, Run a Mile. 
I should have all of my notes ready on my phone like a professional. And do you know what I haven't got? Anything all of your notes on... ready on your phone like a professional. Anything I was going to say phone. it's three years, so I'm expecting fuck all from you because you've never done it in that long, so... <laughs> I do it occasionally. I remember occasionally. Not this time. Well, take me a second. It's all good. Um, Mick Flannery. I've known about Mick Flannery for a long time. I've bought Mick Flannery as a head-to-head before. I thought you sounded familiar. Yeah, he did the um, that song. Uh, what's it called? Thought you heard something on the way home. Was that a rustle? Was that my belly rumble? Later on, oh, you're thinking right. another one, and it was about the the fat cat at the top, it, you know, having the oh, bigger share yes. of the pie. Yes, but I love that song. I wouldn't usually bring an artist twice, and especially now because we're, we're about lesser known artists. This guy's apparently on Universal, which I found today, but without permission. They 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 actually contacted us. So the first time we had him on, I already knew of him, and I brought him. But this time they've come to us, so I thought, okay, well. well We'll use it, and because of the the subject matter and everything, and the song, I thought it would be a crime not to use the song in an effort to raise awareness of domestic abuse during the COVID nineteen lockdown. Cork singer songwriter Mick Flannery and New York based. Uh, this is a different song. That is not the song. <laughs> Let me try again. Dick. <laughs> God, I'm doing so well. Right, Dick is actually short for Richard. New, new single from Mick Flannery, Run a Mile. So this has been sent to us by his PR... See, yeah, it's Universal, but his PR company have sent us the song. We have permission to play it. Stop taking down our podcast when we have permission. It's annoying. Yeah, Universal and Sony, you bastards. Okay, all proceeds from the song going to Women's Aid in an effort to raise awareness of domestic abuse during the COVID-19 lockdown. This is what I said earlier. Yes, yeah. Samantha, have you to cross waters to collaborate? I didn't. I don't remember hearing a woman on the song. Anyway, collaborate on a new song and video, Run a Mile. So it's about domestic abuse, obviously. Um, I think it's about child abuse. I'm not, I'm not sure. That's that, that's where I was getting from it. Uh, the song, it's very rare a song impacts me. This was a hard song to listen to. It was very evocative. It was very, for, it almost forces an emotion on you, the, the way the way. He sings it, especially like the, I, I don't know how many times you listen to it, but there's certain lyrics that just strike. And I, at one point, I sat with my my, my kid, uh, Kaylin, he's three years old, and uh, I was listening to the song. And th- those words, "I'm your happy daughter, I'm your smiling girl, I meant the world to you when you first saw me." It's like, oh, f- and it just give me chills. It's like you know, yeah, that's your pride and joy. And then how can you and the, the the way it explains everything in the song is so descriptive and yeah oh, songs don't usually impact me I'm not easily impacted by songs films but for some reason I think this what this one this one did a bit and um and he, he did it, he did it so well executed everything perfectly um yeah there's just loads of other stuff I wanted to say but uh, I'm gonna hand it over to Wayne what did you oh, think you of this? It to me. Yeah. Oh, I want a steward's inquiry into Mick Flannery. What? I, you know, in the rules of the head-to-head, we've got to bring lesser-known artists. And the first thing I read today about Mick Flannery is he is a double platinum, platinum-selling artist. Okay. That means he sold 200,000 records. We had Chumbawamba on, Wayne. <laughs> that was a fucking head-to-head, though. We, we didn't have Chumbawamba on. We had uh, Dan But No Bacon. What band was he in? As a guest. 
What band was he in? Well, we, we didn't have him as a member of Chumbawamba. We had him as his solo material that nobody knows about. <laughs> All right. Anyway, they sent it to us. So that means I can use it. Okay, six hundred nineteen thousand two hundred fifty-four monthly listens. That's okay. We've had we've had more than that. We've had uh, over we've had uh, over a million with uh, Chris Linton. I bought that as a head-to-head. I'm, I'm, no, just, I'm just voicing. I'm, I think it's a Stewie's inquiry. I do. Anyway, um, I think the song's great. It's it's mournful and it's got you know it's soulful. It's fully so. F- it's, it's sorry. His voice is so full of pain and sorrow. And you know, there's a bit. Towards the end, um, sorry, it might be the pre-chorus or the post-chorus, I'm not sure. And it reminded me a bit of um, the refrain in Don Henley's American Pie. Do you know okay. what you're on about? Yeah. I've got nothing to say. I'm just saying it just reminded me of that. Because that's sort of where it's creeping. It's that dark melancholic. And, you know, it's just a great song. I, you know. it, was, it was a bit odd. Cause he's, he's obvious, it's a man singing from a, a girl's perspective. And that, that, that's something you don't often get. That was, that was a bit weird. But, it, again, it still worked. Yeah, but he's proven before, you know, this guy's lyrics are, you know, the, the, the head-to-head song you brought last time with him, you know, it's off the chart. He, he, there's a reason why he's a double platinum selling artist. I didn't because, even know he was double platinum selling, to be honest. Because he can write songs, you know, that, that are, that, like you say, are evocative. He not only writes songs, but at 22, um, he became the, he won the Nashville, uh, the Nashville-based international songwriting competition as well. Yeah, but the thing is, Wayne, just because you've won awards doesn't mean that you're famous. I mean... Let's put, yeah. Ella, had, have you ever heard of Mick Flannery before? Um, it sort of sounded vaguely familiar, but probably just because it's. Oh, well, I'm going to go with Mick no. Flannery, which sounds nice. No, we're going to go with no. <laughs> You're going to go with no. Of course you are. <laughs> and you, I know you two hadn't heard of him before we brought him to the show before, so. I, I didn't even realise it was the guy you brought before until Neil said. Until uh, you said. I, I didn't realise it was exactly. the same guy. Uh, I, thought, I thought the name was songs. familiar. What did you like think of this, anyway, Ella? Name. I really like that one. I love miserable songs, you know. <laughs> so um, when misery is is part of things, I, I usually like it. <laughs> cool, excellent, Neil. Neil will say exactly the same. Richie, Richie, Richie. You know me. I'm all about the darkness. Yeah. I love this. I love the darkness as well. You know, the, uh, oh, they were, thing called love. They were <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah. Did you know what they're doing now? Just Justin Hawkins. He's does, does the uh, the theme tune to uh, a CBB show called uh, Grace's Amazing Machines. Wow. Where this um, not unattractive presenter goes around basically driving. Uh, it's like a kid's version of Top Gear, really. <laughs> but uh, yeah, wow. um, Justin Hawkins and the Darkness, I believe, do the theme tune to it. Lovely. And when I found this out, I, I mean, Erin watches every day. I'm like, how did I not know that was Justin Hawkins? YouTube it later. Great, Grace's Amazing Machines theme tune. It's, it's, it's the darkness. But yeah, we digress. Um, I love dark songs. I, I must admit, I haven't listened to this enough. Um, and I haven't picked up on the lyrical content of it. And after what you said, Rich, I need to go away and re-listen and digest the lyrics. It'll impact you even more because you've oh, got a daughter. I need to, I need to take them into my soul, digest them, and be disturbed by them. I need to <laughs> I need to immerse myself in them and have them warp my mind. That's how I feel. But just just on the you know just on face value, um, the musical quality of the song. It's the only after listening to it, I kind of, what did I what did I make of that? How could how can I sum that up? And um, the um, the phrase that came to mind was powerful but fragile. Okay, yeah, I, I powerful like but fragile, and it's. 
you know, you've got this, this sort of piano all the way through, the, and his voice just carries the song, he builds an intensity. It doesn't need any more than that piano. If no. you stuck anything else into that song, it would it would ruin it. And it's just it, as good live. He did it in, uh, live in New York, so it's on YouTube, and that, that was just it, as fantastic. It's just... He kind of put me... I mean, nothing like this song. So this is not a musical comparison, but I remember um, watching um, one of these classic album documentaries about uh, Nevermind by Nirvana. Okay. And a song on there, Something in the Way, which, again, is a really understated uh, acoustic but powerful song. And Kurt Cobain's voice on it has a power and intensity. Sounds nothing like this, but it's it's that intensity. Apparently, there's the story behind that song is that they, they spent all day in the studio trying to create that song how, how it should sound and messing about with it and putting different effects on and different See, instruments if I was going to compare it to Nirvana in, in, because of the intensity I'd have compared it to that Lead Belly song that you brought again similar concept I mean that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was live but um, but, but with, with this you know they were, they were trying to capture the power of that they were trying to capture this moment they couldn't do it and they spent all day and in the end absolutely exhausted about three in the morning Kurt Cobain flops on a sofa so, sofa 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 <laughs> with a, that, that's a couch in American uh, yeah you know with, with acoustic guitar and just start strumming the song and immediately the producer just runs in with a load of microphones because that's it uh, and that's the version that ended up on the record and he, he kind of like he put me in mind of that i'm not saying that's what happened but it, it was that whole kind of minimalistic but it captured an emotion yeah uh, and it just worked perfectly Very um, well. so yes if you haven't figured out already i fucking loved it okay uh yeah so that's that then wayne Take it away. Okay, so up next is my song, which is Cold by the band Las Nubes. Enjoy.
turn that was Cold by Las Nubes. Las Nubes is Miami-based. Uh, they are formerly called SMVT. Uh, they transmute their love of 90s alt-rock into songs uh, that are lo-fi and catchy as hell. The three-piece began in 2014 as a guitarist and vocalist. Now, I think this is right. I think it's Ale Campos. Ale Campos, I think. Ale Campos' solo project before incorporating the talents of bassist Nina Carolina and drummer Emil Milgrim. Uh, the trio's instrumental transitions from uh, transitions from melancholy to dream pop and blistering punk as easily as their lyrics do from English to Spanish. I may record that extra when when one edit this because that was a bit all over the place. <laughs> Look, there's nothing you know groundbreaking in this. It's not reinventing the wheel, but it's just good and I like it. And it's you know it's it's garage rock, it's fuzz, it's got a bit of surf rock in there, and. You know, the whole album, I've been listening to Last Nubos for ages, they're on my, you know, they're, they're an album I go back to quite a lot, and I think these guys contacted us, it's just over a year since they released um, the album, which is SMVT, and it's just something I go back to all the time, and this is one of my favourites on there, and this is this is quite melancholic, you know, is you know, my body is cold and I'll probably die like this, you know, <laughs> they're not uplifting lyrics, but the way it comes across, it's, you know, it's got an indie disco vibe to it, and it, it certainly brightens my day when I listen to it, and at the moment, I think that's that's... You know, what you need from music, just a bit of brightness in the world, a bit of positivity. Okay, fair enough, this isn't very positive, but, you know, they're playful. This this song has a great energy. I love how, how it's been recorded as well, because it's just got this live feel to it. It's got this, this sort of raucous energy, but I don't think it was recorded live, so it's, that's even, that gives me a bit more kudos towards the band. You don't need, but yeah, you... absolutely, absolutely love it. You don't need to apologise for bringing a song that isn't very uplifting in the way of lyrics. At least it's not talking about some girl being raped by a dad. That's wow. basically what mine was. I mean, you, you set the bar quite uh, low, high or low with that, really. I don't know which way, yeah, which way you want to call that, but it's uh, yeah, you've got a point. So uh, we'll start with you, Ella. What did you think of this? Um, he was saying it's kind of more upbeat, but you know, if you're actually listening to the lyrics, like they're not exactly the happiest thing in the world, which is always a good sign for me. I always like things, as I mentioned, when they're miserable. So um, despite its upbeat sort of, you know, means of going about it, I liked the, You sound like the I kind of person that need, people need to keep their eyes on on you just in case. Is, any, is anybody seen Ella for today? I don't, I don't happy from happy <laughs> Somebody go and see if she's all right. <laughs> She's lying in a bathtub. I'm completely relaxed. I don't know. I, I honestly think one of the hardest things in the world is to write a convincingly happy, happy song that actually makes people like. I don't know. For me, anyway, that doesn't sound like super cheesy. So I take the misery. <laughs> yeah, who's next? Hey, uh, go with you, Rich. Okay, then me. Um... Okay, uh, I didn't write any notes, and unfortunately, even though I've been listening to it all day, I can barely remember it. All, I'm, all I can think of is teenage kicks, and I don't know why. Does that make any sense? No, kind of. Mm, I don't know. It's, it was, it, from what I can remember, while I was listening to it, it was a nice bit of like what, everything you've said, Wayne. It, I just, it wasn't very remember memorable for me. I want to put it in my playlist, but it, it, it is good at what it what it is. But again, it's not my, my style of music. That's why. But you know, the, the, it, it is good. I, I would I would choose that for uh, an artist of the week or a track of the day based on the fact that I can see it's good, even though it's not Michael Petit. I, I still recognise that it is good. So yeah, that. Cool. So to be honest, the the whole you know the thousand and one albums we do on YouTube, the, the the genesis of that idea started with this band. You know, we were talking about getting more YouTube content out, and this was the first band I thought about doing for like 
a video of album of the week. You know, this was one of the first. This was the first album I come across and went, "This is brilliant." I could do a whole. I could do a whole video about this and play some of their songs, and that's where it started from. And then it morphed into something else. But yeah, so that's how long ago this has been on my radar. It's before the new year, so won't we into now June? So they've been at least with me for at least seven months, I think. Yeah, yeah. Neil. Um, why music in it? What, 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 what's not to love? No, I, I love the energy of it. I think it's it's very upbeat. It's um, the, um, the sort of low fineness of it. It's um, it, it's very it's very real and raw and accessible. And um, he does what it says on the tin. It, it, it is. It was a, it was a good song. Um, if I had to make one one slight criticism, it's that it got a little bit repetitive. Not not unnecessarily so, but it's. I, I suppose I, I tend to. Being a bass player, I was sort of honing on bass lines, and all, all I could hear was this sort of bass line repeating. And it, um, the song was, uh, it's a short song, it was 2 minutes 17 seconds long, which I think was the perfect length for it. <laughs> so that, and that isn't a criticism, but it's like, I think they said, like they, need, they said all they needed to say in that 2 minutes 17 seconds, but <laughs> that can be a good thing. I mean, it's sometimes a challenge can be, particularly in certain genres, for you know, you know to, to sort of labour the point and go on, and you, know, you have to make a four-minute song. It, why? This this fitted perfectly into into the, the length of time. It's weird. He brought, he brought a song last week that was about fucking 50 minutes long. He brought one two minutes this week. Yeah, you can never tell. We wait, can you? <laughs> Um, this is Neil who brought a fucking 11 minute song once. <laughs> yes. yes. Twice. In fact, fucking twice he did was, it. Wasn't yes. even a su- wasn't even a song, it was an instrumental. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, a progressive instrumental about a tube journey, yeah. One was 14 um, minutes long and it was a fucking radio edit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know. I'm sure that was like a lot of airplay. Um, but uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. It was uplifting. It was powerful. It was well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I haven't listened to the lyrics properly, so it sounds like it wasn't uplifting. I need to go back and re-listen to it. But okay. if, it's, if it's not uplifting, that's a bonus for me. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's all good. <laughs> so yeah, you're next then, Neil. Oh right, okay. So um, my song is uh, Shader with their song "Time Is Right." So that was so enjoy.
Yeah, so that was Shader with uh, Time Is Right. Shader are uh, Stu Whiston on guitar and vocals, Michael O'Bosco on lead guitar, Daz Edwards on bass, and Tom Turney on drums. They are a northwest-based indie rock and roll band who describe themselves as delivering an electric swirl. Is that electric or electric? Eclectic. Sorry. Eclectic swirl of huge guitar... Uh, start again. It's not, it's not easy, swirl. is it, reading? It's not, no. <laughs> Eclectic swirl of, of huge melodic guitar riffs and northern grooves colliding with addictive arena-sized choruses. I think that pretty much sums this up. I, as, as Wayne said with his song, it's not groundbreaking. It's 90s indie. It is... I, I, it's an era that I love. And he, I, I kind of listened to this. I'd listened to a few submissions and nothing was really... Uh, I, I kind of have these bursts of just listening to submissions and nothing was really... You sort of tickling me fancy at all. And then I put this on and it was like a breath of fresh air and it was like, this is nothing original, but I love it. And, you know, I've mentioned a few times uh, in relation to other songs, I, I tend to go for quite dark and quite deep songs, but I really, at that moment in time, I wasn't in the mood for deep and dark. Uh, and this was just great. And I immediately went and had a bit of a 90s indie revival and listened to some Ocean Colour Scene and some Manic Street Preachers and some early Oasis and Stone Roses. And, yeah, I just... It's had a great day. So, what did you think of it, Ella? We'll go with you first. Um, yeah, less misery. So, you know, there's a strike. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, you know, <laughs> sort of less, less something that I would listen to on a regular basis, less sort of in my, you know, genre scheme of things that I regularly listen to. But um, I liked the groove of it, and um, it had, had some good stuff going on. It's any consolation. I don't think many people listen to this anymore. Only me. Uh, you said it was a breath of fresh air. It felt a bit stale to me. Yeah, stale. Um, not that it's bad. It's just oh, oh, it's so familiar now. It's just a familiar sound. Oh, it's not new. Um, it, it's basically if the Stereophonics had sex with Oasis, this is their baby. It's not bad, but I think it's even though indeed we'll come back and it will always be there. For some reason, this one felt a bit dated to me. To me though, and, and oh, maybe that's because I was never. I, I, I did love the Britpop scene and everything that came. You know that that kind of thing. But I was never a massive fan, so yeah, it, it is what it is. If you love this style of music, you'll appreciate it. I wasn't the, its biggest fan, but yeah, that that's that's me. Why? Mm. It's new music, isn't it? Oh, that oh. was what I was meant to say. I forgot. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> dad music. It's not dad music mm. anymore. Actually, it could be dad music. Kind now. of is. Yeah. I mean, you're talking. You're talking twenty, twenty-five years. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few. Yeah. There's, you're going back yeah. to like ninety-five. Yeah. Nah, see, see, I'm, I think you're selling this short, I do, the both of you. I think this is more contemporary indie, I do. I think you can stick it up your ass. I know, I th- uh, bands like Hard Pie, you know, and and what Noel Gallagher's doing now with the High Flying Birds, that's, that's where I'd pinned yeah. in all this. It's, oh, it's no. not as old Noel as Gallagher's what you guys are saying. last High Flying Birds album is really weird. It's like the first yeah. Call, yeah, definitely, but they, I, I kind of went off, went off him after the last it, Well, exactly, yeah. So it, it's more of a sound from the last... 10 to 15 years rather than 25 years. It's something, you know, when Britpop sort of died off and then indie rock started to take over, you know, you've you got bands like Hard Fire and Kasabian and people like that. It's, that sort of sits in that wheelhouse there for me. You know, it's a good tune. I could see this being played over the end of, like, Match of the Day when they show you the, you know, the, the goal highlights. <laughs> and I think it's really well produced and really well recorded. So, yeah. Awesome. You, you've hit nail on the head with the production. I think that's the thing that impressed me about it. It was... Um... He just is extremely well produced. I mean, I was having this conversation with Rachel before, and she's saying, you know, something like this came on Radio 1. It wouldn't sound out of place. No. 
It would, because yeah. Radio 1 don't play good music anymore. Well, yeah. you know, but the point is, it sounds commercial. <laughs> it sounds, it doesn't sound like, does. uh, you know, a little little band from, from the North West. It sounds, it's got a very big commercial sound. One other thing I forgot to say about, about the production of it is, um, it's quite interesting that uh, while, while I was listening to, to it, uh, Rachel came in and said, uh, oh, the um, the bass on it reminds me of the Lightning Strikes, which is my band. And I went, oh, and she's, yeah, it's quite sort of subtle and understated. And I was like, huh, okay, Thanks for that. <laughs> but she meant she it as a compliment. Neil. <laughs> she meant it, she meant it as a compliment, but uh, basically she, she described my bass play. I, I, I took it that she described my bass playing as um, sort of mundane, and <laughs> which it probably is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a, a point, a point allegedly was that it. it, it yeah, I don't think it was your perfectly. bass playing. I think it was the band. I think the the, the best thing that ever, ever happened to that band was the, the one day that I played there on the drums and everybody panicked. <laughs> well, well, no, there was because of a point when you just completely lost it and gave up. <laughs> I, I got it bored. Sounded, it, I got yeah, bored. exactly. <laughs> it, it just sounded like crockery being thrown down a set of stairs. <laughs> it, it was like. Me and Chris just looked at each other like, what the fuck do we do it? <laughs> you just leave me yeah. to it. You just, uh, well, I think we did in the end, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, so uh, so yeah, that was my, that was my song. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Enough, of that, enough of that shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, we got the uh, all important verdict then. <clears throat> <laughs> Um, you know, I think I think probably genre-wise and production-wise and, you know, misery level, which is, of course, most important, I think I'd go with Run a Mile because I really liked the sparse production of it. I really liked... I just kind of liked that it was just sort of painfully, uncomfortably saying it what it said. was very uncomfortable and, for me at points. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But I, I liked the... Um, I liked the kind of... I don't know. I liked the sparseness of it. I liked that it just sat in its own discomfort and just kind of... God, you it. really are dark, aren't you? I remember, I remember, I remember seeing you on the on the, the the festival and thinking, "Oh, she's lovely, you know. She she's like really light and bubbly." And no, no, she's got a really a real dark centre. Peel back her facade and she's Lars von. They call it bubbles on the surface. Tarlow. Peel back her facade and she's Lars von Trier. Sorry. Finally, a guest I can relate to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not with music, though, obviously. But, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, um, just, just on the subject of um, uh, Mick Flannery, he's also um, signed to uh, Epic Records as well. Okay. Well, it, it... <laughs> just FYI. Do you, do you, do you want to you discount this one this week? I mean, it's not like I, I, I'm bothered. I, I've got plenty under the belt. Right, so, yeah, the, should we move on to the next part? But it's got very awkward this week. This has never happened before. Awkward. Mommy and Daddy are fighting. <laughs> is this the song? <laughs> it brings up worse <laughs> than everybody. <laughs> right. Well, what, what, um, if Mommy and Daddy are fighting, what does that make me? Because we had a big row about um, opera last week. It wasn't a row, it was a disagreement. You could be Mommy last week, Neil, if you want. Take it in turns. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more the annoying, hyperactive child. Such a strange conversation. The, is it the Grammaire? Is that what it's called? The uh, Italian, um, the, the mob bosses. Um, Bit on the side. Is it Grimmet? I called? don't know what you want that way. <laughs> yeah. This is getting really weird now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Can we move on? <laughs> wow. You're just making oh. the edit all do it yourself, Wayne. Right. Okay. So we're going to move on to our next section, our next section, which is the hidden.
release this week is brought by Ella Haar. What have you bought? And tell us all about it and why you believe it's a hidden masterpiece and why you love it so, so very much. Um, so it's a song by um, Nash, and Graham and Nash, and it's called Lay Me Down. And I heard it, I think, on Pandora, like, I don't know, however long ago. And it kind of took me by surprise because, you know, there's so many songs that um, sort of vibe with that that they've made that are in sort of the same sort of a theme that just you know everybody knows about like our house and helplessly hoping and all that kind of stuff and i just kind of heard this and it was one of those songs where you're like shouldn't i have heard this before <laughs> like why have i not heard this before and it sort of like takes you back to the time frame of the other music that you've heard you know sort of like that you connect with like that but you haven't heard it before so it sort of for me was just i don't know a song that i just i really loved like immediately and i kind of went to look for it and it's like it's not a lot of places and like i don't know i guess i could be hiding under a rock and maybe it's huge and i'm totally like ignorant but um i just thought it was a really great song that i felt like i should have heard before because i think it's one of my favorite songs of theirs um sort of that combination of those those four dudes you know that kind of did their connections in and out with their musical genius, and I just really like this one. Mm, yeah, yeah, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, put, I'm gonna just put it over to Wayne first. Or oh, did you want to go last? You like to go last on this one, don't you, Wayne? Yeah, because I've always got the information. That's why I say I'll go last. Well, I'll okay. go first and give you all the information. It might, nah, it might wait, wait, in. wait, wait till the end. Leave the okay. best till last. Neil, what did you think? Before I tell you what I think. Can I just mention that, uh, obviously, for copyright reasons, we shan't be playing this on the, um, the actual show itself. So uh, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time and you're not familiar with the rounds, go and um, YouTube the song. We'll, we'll put all the links to it in the show notes anyway. So pause the podcast, go and have a listen to the song, and then you'll know what we're discussing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, you, we may have to do that with Flanagan as well, from the we, sound of things. Mick Flanagan. <laughs> joke, no, joke, no joke. we can play it. Flanagan! <laughs> You, well, you, you mean you mean the comedian? <laughs> <laughs> that's where I knew him from. That's where that, that's why his name. That's why his name sounds familiar. Oh, that's funny. Okay, cool. I'm, I met Mick Flanagan yeah. last year. You met yeah. him? Yeah, I met him at Wheel of Wilderness Festival. He was uh, he was sat eating um he was sat eating a street food biryani about five feet from me. Okay, I'm not even fucking joking. What would you joke about that? <laughs> did, did, did you steal his point? No, you should have done. Okay, okay. <laughs> he was out. out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but uh, yeah, back to this this song. Um, so it's interesting when it came through. I've heard of um, Cosby, Stills and Nash. Everybody has. I'd never heard of Cosby and Nash. Did they fall out with Stills for a while? <laughs> yeah, I think Stills and Young took a hike. But um, I mean, they, they yeah, I think even <laughs> when they were well, together, yeah. I mean, when they were all sort of together as a band, they still put things out that were sort of subsections of the of the four of them. So right. So uh, yeah, I thought this is um, this is this is sort of post Stills or Priest. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant song. Very. Um, it put me in mind of a lot of my favourite films. I tend to like um, not exactly um, not exactly westerns. But kind of, I wouldn't put this. The kind of film I'm talking about, I could imagine this on the soundtrack to something like uh, Last of the Americans or Dances with Wolves or um, The Revenant. You know, one of these frontier. sort of uh, frontier, frontier type films. Yeah, frontier type westerns. You know, you kind of just listening to it, it sort of captures, it, it, it pictures up scenes of like horses running across plains. It, it's got that sort of epic sweeping feel to it. I liked it a lot. I it's put me in mind of John Denver. And some of the stuff he did. You've got, from what I can tell, I don't know America very well, but you've got two styles of country music. You've got country music, which is really miserable, and then talking about falling off bar stools, <laughs> pissed up because the 
because the missus has left them or something. And then you've got this, and it's almost like Jesus country music. It's just lovely. I don't know what the lyrical content. I can't remember what the lyrics were. It might might be dark, but it sounded nice, like John Denver music to me. You got the, it's almost Canada, Canada country music, but this is obviously they're American. We'll take any comparisons to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you will at the moment, yeah. Uh, also, Neil Young is from Canada anyway, I think. I hope I'm not saying that wrong. I'm pretty sure he is. Anyway, not that he made this song, so that's not really relevant at all. But, um, <laughs> but so, there you so go, Canada. Young, <laughs> Cosby Stills Nash and Young. What's the young Neil Young? Neil Young yes. was Neil Young, yeah. I, I did not know that. And I'm pretty sure it's either, I'm pretty sure Crosby is English. Was it Bill Cosby? Uh, David, I believe. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I liked it. It was a really good song. Really, yeah, I, I love that style of country music that doesn't make you want to go and drink yourself to death. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Do you like John Denver? You know, I never really got into his stuff myself. My mom, I pretty much am like a product of what my mother decided to play for me as a kid. I've made like, you know, obviously other musical findings, but from the older stuff, I pretty much um, listened to what she listened to and she never really listened to him. So I've heard it off and on and I haven't had any particular, you know, in any did particular she, did she Did she play the bow and arrow as well the what the harp oh the harp no but she she did force it upon us so she's a great mother <laughs> forced it on i remember that from the interview yeah. here you go have some harp <laughs> here have a harp <laughs> this will be yours forever now never stop play it yeah i, I wanted to yeah, stop Neil. at one point my mother was like yeah no that's not happening and i was like well okay i guess i have to come up with a new relationship with this thing <laughs> okay wayne take it away do your thing right, okay Crosby and Nash, uh, Lay Me Down, is from the 2004 album, Crosby and Nash. They have 37,000 monthly listens. Uh, They're obviously part of Crosby, Stills and Nash, and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. They performed and recorded as a duo mostly during the 1970s and the 2000s. This song was released as a single in 2004 and failed to chart. In 2019, the New York Times reported that Crosby and Nash recordings were amongst items lost in a 2008 Universal fire. Uh, so they're, they're gone forever. So unless you've got a hard copy of them, you'll never get this again. Well, how the uh, hell do I hear it then? No, that's what I'm saying. If they get to reprint it, they can't. There is, you know, it's only digital. Anything else. If there's any unreleased material, it's all gone. Nothing. If the internet dies, we've lost it. Yeah. So, um, so Graham Nash has stated that he will never work with David Crosby again due to a rift and um, just basically um, David Crosby's bad behaviour. He, he basically invented a feud with Neil Young and alienated um, <clears throat> stills as well. I think he just said, no, I'm not going to bother with him ever again. So uh, this may be the, uh, I think this is the last album they did in 2004, so you won't get any more. I think so, yeah. I'm, I'm, in agreement. I'm in agreement with everybody. It's got that sweeping feel to it. I'm, I'm not sure about the country feel. I'm, I was swinging more to like Americana and folk, that sort of feeling. That's kind of kind like of country. Like, um, this, is, this is another style of country, no, isn't it? No. no. Well, there's a lot of overlap. I'm, I don't know if you guys have seen yeah. the um, PBS, I think it's PBS thing, um, uh, that it's like this whole like four or five series piece on country music. And it sort of starts, you know, like way back with like banjos and backwoods and stuff and then goes all the way up through like cash and I think stuff in like the 70s and 80s and everything. But it's really fascinating and it sort of like breaks down how country music fits within and sort of the different labels that music has been put under, which like, you know, some of the music we wouldn't recognize at all today as country. We'd look at it more as folk, but at the time it was considered like country and Western. Yeah, I'm, I'm not discounting, I'm not saying Rich isn't right. I'm just saying for me, it's a bit more folk. It's a bit more Americana. For sure, yeah. I feel that you as know, well listening to it. Yeah, there's, there's nothing... Bad to say about this. I like this song. The one thing I will say, Ellery, is I think this is quite an uplifting song. It's quite a, you <laughs> know, a lullabyic song. So, you know, where the hell does it fit in your canon of dark songs? Well, <laughs> I th- okay, so the lyrics 
are maybe slightly more more happyish. But I mean, they're not that happy though. I mean, I guess they kind of are. I guess the, I guess the message is uplifting, but like it's got sort of a misery to the tune of it that I feel really connected with. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Uh, so many things. <laughs> um, am I right in saying that you're from Half Moon Bay? Is that am I remembering that right? Yeah, I've lived here for for a good chunk. Of yeah, time that's the just... reason why you're miserable because everything else in your life is fantastic. <laughs> you know, you live in Half Moon Bay in um, it's Northern California. Am I right? Or Northern is California. It... Yeah. Cal- yeah. So. Yeah, you've got nothing to be miserable about. So, so music is your outlet of misery, that's what it is. Yeah, so musicians... Sorry, go on. You, li- you live in Half Moon Bay and the, the cup's always half empty. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing about musicians, I find, is that where, whoever you are, wherever you are, there's just a level of, like, doom and gloom that you can't get rid of, which is probably why you're drawn to music, because, like, despite all, you know, material, you know, evidence, you're pretty much a miserable person. <laughs> and I think that, like, music is a really great expression for those amongst us. Yeah. That, that was a conversation killer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I suppose, yeah, but that's what music's supposed to do, isn't it? You know, it's supposed to give you a, an outlet. Yeah. But the, it's strange, though, because listening to your songs, I don't get a miserable feeling from your music. That's surprisingly yeah. lovely. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best backhanded compliment I've ever had. <laughs> I did live in Scotland for four years. <laughs> okay. That wasn't a backhanded compliment, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the final verdict then is it a hidden masterpiece, gentlemen? Wayne? Uh, hidden, not a masterpiece. Neil? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm on the fence. I think if I listen to it more, it's one of those that grow... Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. It's not at the moment, but the more I listen to it, it's one of them that I would connect with more and more. And I'd, yeah. So I'm going to say yeah, it's a hidden masterpiece. It's going in the hidden masterpiece, Hall of Fame. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And the crowd goes wild, and you receive your nothingness. Riveting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you won. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, it's going to take some editing, that is Wayne. Sorry, Wayne! Right. So, yeah, that goes into the hidden masterpiece, Wall of Fame, well done. That goes right in there. I, I think de- deservedly so as well. You've introduced me to him. To a, you knew about them, Neil, but I, I didn't know about these guys, and I will check out well, some more of their works. I, I knew about them as a three-piece. But you didn't know about them as a, a two-piece. Okay. Or a four-piece. No, I didn't know about that either. I didn't know Neil Young was involved. Some of their best stuff, the old stuff has Young in it. Worth listening to. Yeah, unsurprisingly as well. But you didn't know Bill Cosby was in it either. (laughs) (laughs) You learned something new. We're going to move on now then. We're going to move swiftly on. Congratulations to Ella for becoming one of our Hall of Fame residents. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hall of Fame, did I say Hall of Fame? No, that's not what I meant, is it? Anyway, you know what I mean. So we're going to move on to the... Come on, press the button, Wayne. Hold on a second. Got it so professional. <laughs> Yes, and this is the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode. Go! This is the section of the show where one of us is challenged by a previous guest to go and search for a certain genre of music, usually a strange genre of music, and find a piece of music that we like from that genre. And I wish Wayne would do it so that we can like the song as well. 
What the <laughs> fuck just happened? What was that? I have no idea. I thought a it was ju- Did a drum just fall <laughs> over? <laughs> Sounded like a hot rod. Anyway, yes, so Wayne, it's on you. So on the last episode, our special guest Sam Hardiman challenged me to go and find an example of the genre Nintendo core. So I went and found What a, a cunt. <laughs> I went and found I went and found a band called Monomate and their song Far Hill Zone Act One, which sounds a little bit like this.
So that was Monomate with his song, Far Hill Zone Act. This is from wasn't it his Fail album, Hill Grand... Zone. Yeah, sorry. Well, wasn't it Fail Hill Zone? Well, it was Far Hill. Far Hill Zone uh, 1. Or Far Hill Zone Act 1, sorry. Uh, it's from the album Grand Battle from 2010. So uh, the definition of Nintendo Core is broadly defined um, as a musical genre that fuses chip tone, which I don't know what chip tone is. I'm assuming it's to do with, like, you know, computer sounds and things like that, and video game music with hardcore punk and heavy metal. This dates back to the early, um, as early as 1978 with this. Uh, this band called the Yellow Magic Orchestra. They sample Space Invaders on their song. Richie to fucking love this. I listened to this today. This is dripping in synthesis. Oh, and it's it's 70 synth. It's not even 80 synth. You'd have fucking loved it. <laughs> And then the first band uh, to cover a computer game theme song uh, was a band called Autoclave when they did the theme from <coughs> Paperboy in 1990. The term Nintendo Core was initially coined by the band Horse the Band as a joke. Be reminisced. Uh, I'll be reminisced if I didn't mention um, Buckner and Garcia, who recorded uh, Pac-Man Fever in 1980, and it's believed to be a precursor to the genre. Wayne, uh, just to stop you a second, you might want to do a vocab check on what you just said. Why? Because I think you said that reminisced means to remember something. I think it's remiss that you're looking for. Remissed, sorry, yeah. Remissed. Not remiss. Remiss, yeah. Remiss. That's what I meant. Did I say remissed or remiss? I think you said remiss. i remiss. You said reminisced. Did I? I meant remiss. Apologies. I'll... I'll no, I'll just leave it as it fucking is. Um, <laughs> so, um, Monomate is uh, the personal project of uh, a clear, clearly, oh, see the clear or dear, I can't read my own fucking handwriting. I think it's clear leader Pete, um, who strives to blur the lines between noise and melody. And I'm going to be the first to admit this isn't for everybody. And I know it's not for Neil and Rich. I know they're going to fucking hate this. This is up my alley. This, this is, you I know. I wish it was up your fucking alley. <laughs> you know, you're saying, I wish you'd have brought something else. If I'd have brought something else, it'd be exactly the same. You know, every song within this genre is pretty much the same sort of thing. You're talking post-hardcore, you're talking, you know, post-punk, heavy metal, metalcore, that sort of stuff mixed in with these sounds. You know, I could have brought the earlier stuff, but it was, it's not, it's not an example of this genre. That's an example of a, you know, the precursor. I, I like this sort of stuff, you know, it's, it's sort of, uh, reminiscent, reminiscent. I'm using that correct this time, of um, of like Enter Shikari around about 2010, something like that. When when they came out and they had their own sort of brand of of metal and that sort of thing. I think they're probably the most popular or well known uh, Nintendo core band. But yeah, the one thing I found out about this was I absolutely fucking love the band names. The band names are some of the best. There's a band called Math the Band. There's another one called Nes- uh, Neskimos. Another one called Arsonist. Arsonist get all the girls. <laughs> That's that's fucking dark. (laughs) Raccoon City Massacre. Um, I love it. Fucking Werewolf Asso. (laughs) And and, and my personal favourite, which is Konami Defense System, which is obviously, you know, the the, um, game company. Yeah, the game company, yeah. So, I don't know. Whoever wants to go first. Go on, I'll go first. No one wants to go first. I'll I'll go first. According to the YouTube link you've sent uh, through Wayne, it is Fail Hill Zone Act One. Is it? Oh, apologies. Um, I've, I've which I'm, Hill, I'm so guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing Far Hill Zone was possibly the original level in Sonic. So this is a sort of play on words. Green Hill Zone in Sonic. Oh, was it Green yeah, Hill it Zone? It was Green uh, Hill Zone. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was something Hill Zone. Yeah, but yeah, interesting genre because I, um, I'm, I, I love, but I'm, I'm partial to a bit of sort of screamo metal, and I, I really like sort of 8-bit video games. I have an Xbox 360, uh, not Xbox 360, Xbox One now, um, 
I even forgot what it was because I don't play new games on it. All, all I do is I get excited. The other day I downloaded Double Dragon Three, <laughs> and it's, it's it's incredible. I paid I paid four pounds nineteen for Double Dragon Three, and I'm I'm just, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just absolutely loving. It. Uh, but I, you know I, I do I don't I don't dislike all the soundtracks. You know all the little beeps and whistles and everything. So it's like screamo metal meets eight bit sound effects. It should be incredible. I'm not sure if it is. I mean that sincerely. It's confused me. I'm not I'm not sure. I, I will but I will go away and listen to some more Nintendo Core because it is it is interested me. Ella, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's like I wouldn't say that's something that I would uh, listen to on purpose, but I mean, <laughs> you gotta appreciate that, that that there's a genre and that people are making such epic names and having a lot of fun in it. So I think for that, it's pretty badass. You're sure you're not Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty wow. sure. Um, I will just add, Wayne, uh, before Rich goes, the, um, this was the second song that you sent through to us. I did prefer the first one. I didn't. Because, simply because it sampled The Legend of Zelda, which is an awesome game. <laughs> they, they all do that sort of thing. But, they all, uh, they carry all, on, carry yeah. on. Yeah, th- this, this is obviously the, the, everything I hate. It's, uh, in, <laughs> it's, it's Wayne music over a Game Boy. It's, it's not for me. <laughs> uh, Wayne music over a Game Boy. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> I mean, who, who, who did, whoever sat down with a Game Boy or something like that, and the, the mate went, ooh, we're going to play some games. No, I just thought we'd have the title screen on in the background, just to, you know, and maybe scream over it a bit. <laughs> for me, for me, it's, 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 a, it's a no. But, you know, every, each, each to their own, so. That's going to smell Did you do? <laughs> Fucking out! Somebody got a low flying plane. Anyway, yeah. So it, for for me, it's a it's it's a no no. But uh, yeah, you know, kudos so to you're, them. You're, you're you're completely negative about this, right? I'm saying, not negative. I just don't like it. Who's who's going to think about sitting down and screaming lyrics over this? And for my end, it's I think it's fucking genius because the minute there's, there's a Tetris one of these, the minute the Tetris song starts, you get that nostalgia. And then you get something new over the top of it. I think it's it's inventive, and I like I like that that it's inventive. Never played a Game Boy or anything like that, and thought actually I'm going to stick that on my MP3 player. <laughs> you just don't. You're not playing it right then. The soundtrack to Street Obviously. Fighter Two. Somebody needs exactly. to do a metal, uh, somebody needs to do a Nintendo Core version of that because that was an awesome theme theme tune. Can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should move on now before before Neil remembers something else to say about the song. Uh, <laughs> I didn't dislike it. It just confused me a bit. No, I appreciate what they've done. You know, it's, it's very inventive. It's very creative. But it's just not for me. And all the best to them. Moving on to... Mate, it's not just them. There's a massive movement, are there? It's no movement. It's the first time I've ever heard of it. It's the first time most people have ever heard of it. I I like to be fair, the the movement's finished. You know, there's nothing since about 2016, I think, that I I could see. I, I, I appreciate being confused, so thank you, Wayne. <laughs> Can we stop talking about it? Ella, we're moving on to the artist spotlight. Hello. No, we're not. No, we're not. not. No, oh. you've got to choose a genre for next time for you. Oh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Ella... You have to choose a genre, or we can pull out the You Haven't Heard This Music podcast genre bible, and you can choose a letter. Oh, let's go with the bible. That sounds fun. We don't actually have it, do we? Dang it. I'm so excited. We can make this work. We can make this work. It looks beautiful in my head, by the way. I can see it. It's really amazing. It's going to be merchandise one day. It sits on um, a velvet 
cushion and it's red leather backed and it's got these lovely um, ornate tassels that fits down the middle of it and it's all written in italic scroll. Right, here we go. Okay, then. Oh, are you still there? Are we still recording? Yes, we are. Me? Um, no, no, so I... I'm still here. Okay, right. We've got, right, right, okay. I need a letter from you, Ella. A letter from... Yeah. Oh, do you want me to tell you what letters are available? Oh, yes, yes, do. That's good, because I was going to say C, but if C's not available, I've got to pick something else. No, I, I was only joking. I was, you know what the alphabet is, don't you? <laughs> Well, letters are available within genres, I guess. So we'll go with C. You, you're going to go with C, okay. Going with Wikipedia over the Bible was not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> what if you, you just ended up in Colossians? Colossians 2, 10. Uh, right, no. Right. Rock we, music we, is of the devil. I should have prepared this in advance. List of music genres from the the you we, we need to make this we need to get this uh, so as we can send it out to people this this bible in hardback right here we go so we're going with c and uh, hopefully it's something really miserable maybe there's a cancer music who knows <laughs> right so yeah um okay so let's go give me a number from one to fucking infinity. Um, I'm not going to count through all of them. I'm just going to. I'm just going to click. Oh, mate. Yeah, just give me a, a number from one to. Jesus, we need the Bible. <laughs> give which, me a number um, from one to Jesus. That's a which, big range. What, what, what website do you want, Rich? I'll stick, I'll stick them into a spreadsheet. Not now. I could. I could easy. I could, I could, I could. Okay, well, how about seconds. this? I just Googled weird music genres, and one came up under C that's called Crunkcore. No. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, Crunkcore's no. cool. Sorry. I'm, I'm, happy with, I'm happy with contemporary classical if you want to go with that. Oh, contemporary no, classical crunk-core. works too. But crunk, crunk Oh, crunk-core. Ella, don't cave. <laughs> Sorry. Don't I mean, cave. Crunk-core. You've been outnumbered. <laughs> crunkcore wins. It is reading this. This is, this is the part of the show where we make each other really hate music. Perfect. That's what we do this for. So glad to be part of this. Also called Crunk Punk, Screamo Crunk, and Scrunk is a musical genre that combines crunk hip hop with elements of Screamo. Oh, good. The Boston <laughs> Phoenix described it as a combination of minimalist southern hip-hop, auto-tune, croons, techno, breakdowns, barked vocals, and party-till-you-puke poetics. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to copy and paste that yeah, into the description is, okay, for is, next time. <laughs> this is from a website called Well Ammo that at the top of my screen says, not secure. So go for it, guys. This will be fun. Um... <laughs> 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 Oh, I'm glad we had you on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but really, party till you puke poetics. That's a really be- beautiful quote right there. <laughs> well, I, I will be putting that to the test. Um, yeah, yeah. If a future though, Wayne, if we can get a, like a boy, a digital Bible set out for so we can appear a bit more professional in future, well, that'd be brilliant. Well, lockdown's lifting, so I shall, I shall pick it up from the studio. Well, are we going back to the studio, are we? No, lockdown's lifting. I will go and pick it up from the studio. I'll pick the Bible up from the studio. Oh, okay. So we're not, we're not, we're not going back to the studio. Well, I don't think anytime soon. Shit, I was really getting. We can't, we can't really social distance in the studio, can we? I don't think there's two metres in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say. <laughs> you sit outside, Neil. Rich can sit on top of it and I'll sit it. 
<laughs> well, sound, it sounds like somebody out of us has been sat in a bus stop all night. The, the noises that have been happening. Anyway, we're going to move on now to our next section. Did now I not tell I'm... you that I'm talking to you from a bus stop right now? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to move on to our next section now, which a, a is a bus the... stop in an airport. Oh, fuck <laughs> sake! <laughs> This is definitely an airport present as well. A couple of taxis, you know, horns honking. <clears throat> Sorry. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> I'm not enough. I'm taking my ball in. You should just go listen to some good crunk core. You'll feel much better. It's my game. I'm going home. <laughs> I've had a belly full. Right. <laughs> <sighs> You're bringing the worst out of the Mella. Sorry, I do have that tendency. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Mischievous. All right, okay. We're going to move on to our next section now, which is the Artist Spotlight. the artist who's trying to interrupt me <laughs> in her own section <laughs> honest to god anyway definitely not Canadian then <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> million miles away from Canada Ella how are you <clears throat> very fine how are you mm, this has been stressful today <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, but yeah, how, how are you coping with the whole, with everything at the moment? It's everything. I mean, there's so much going on at the moment. Yes, much going on at the moment. There's a lot of unrest going on for very good reasons, but a lot of, you know, debate and political terrifyingness, but that's just kind of, you know, it's important stuff that needs to be looked at. So hopefully America will do some version of waking the fuck up and change some shit. <laughs> you might do in October. Yeah, November. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll be November, changing sorry, things yeah. and moving moving things on. I certainly hope certain orange I, things. I hope Trump stays in. To be honest, because I love watching you Americans bitch and moan about him. Yeah, <laughs> if, it, if if he were not genuinely threatening um, the lives of millions of his constituents, I wouldn't be. He's it's definitely entertaining, but he has absolutely <laughs> devastating views uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on things. <laughs> No, that's fair. I mean, nobody wants to be injecting bleach into the system, do they really? Uh, no, not really, no. Although yeah, it would shut yeah. him up. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were saying recently, weren't we, we've spoken to, I don't know how many Americans. We tend to get more American guests than anywhere else, presumably because it's, it's bigger in terms of the music scene. Yeah, there's fuck loads of us. There's more volume. There's, there's, there's you know, probably 90% of the submissions we get from America. And we haven't come across one person yet who's supportive of him. Well, that's good. Openly. Openly. I don't think anybody openly supports him. There's a few. There, there, there's not, there's definitely, there's enough well, apparently. Too many. I see, um, you know, I'm friends with a few Americans on Facebook and I, I do see some open support for him, but we've never spoken to anybody who hmm. is that way inclined. It's interesting. I don't um, think those uh, people usually find their way into music. No, uh, they, they don't have enough brain cells in order to... Uh, <laughs> That's nasty. I shouldn't have said that. Edit that out, Wayne. 
No, they can squeeze a trigger, mate. They call play a fucking G chord. I'm, I'm not editing in that. Out. It's the fucking truth. Wow. Am I speaking lies? Am I fucking sat here lying? No, uh, I'd, I'd agree with you. We digress. So, Ella, what have you been up to? What's new? Oh, you know, everything pretty much looks the same. It's Blur's Day, as my neighbour called it. Oh, nice. I feel like I it's been Blur's Day for several months. Um, where I'm at in Northern California, we're, we're pretty stringent about the you know, whole not being able to go anywhere stuff with this whole global pandemic deal. So that's been pretty much death to the music scene. It's just doornail dead right now, which is, you know, what should happen in something like this. You don't really, you know, music and loud crowds and stuff is not necessarily high on the list of things to be doing in a global pandemic. So um, I've just been kind of focusing on content and playing music and releasing music and, you know, that kind of stuff, because that's what keeps me sane-ish. <laughs> and do you make a living through uh, music, do you? You know, I don't really seem to do anything else. I seem to exist. So I, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I work um, maybe like 10 hours a week at a little craft brewery in town, um, just kind of beer tending and stuff because, you know, beer is fun and you get to talk to people. And um, it's a really cool company run by cool people that also actually play music who we've actually started a band now with the brewers and my boss, which is super cool, playing what we call beer grass, which is really fun. Um, but for all intents and purposes, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's getting the Bible. Go put in beer grass. Oh, yes. I don't know if you'll find it if you Google it, but if you do need, we can we can be your first help there. Drinking beer, playing grass. Playing grass or smoking it. Oh, I, you know, I think, I think it's half and half in the group, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. And I guess it's ninety percent music then. Ninety ninety five percent music in, in my life is what makes makes things work. I guess. I also teach harp lessons. You know that kind of helps. Has this situation helped you with your songwriting? Because, like you say, you know you, you you thrive off dark shit, and we're living in dark times. Has, has it helped with your you know your writing at all? I mean, I haven't written much to be honest. I mean, I wrote a tune the other day watching this live stream of George Floyd's funeral because it was really, really sad, but also really inspiring and awesome. So I wrote a tune for that. But honestly, I've been pretty much just devoid of like new music since this happened. I haven't done that much like actual introspection because I'm afraid to see what'll come out right now. So I just, I don't know, just kind of, just kind of waiting for it to come out in its own time. Fucking hell, like, give us something to work with. Um... <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, I'm prolifically writing about sunshine puppies. It's wonderful. <laughs> no, I suppose it is a bit of a... Well, you know, I have a song yeah. that's coming out on my when, I, when my album comes out. It's called Sunshine and Roses, and it's about, like, <laughs> like uh, depression, about crippling depression. It's about... It is, actually. It's about <laughs> depression. It's great. I love it. Is that actually true? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great song. <laughs> That's not a joke. No, that's not a joke. I, well, I wrote it. To, I wrote it to audition for America's Got Talent because I was trying to figure out like what angle I could do to like I don't know make. Oh no, Ella! Don't lower yourself. <laughs> well, it didn't Come work. Come on! I got a great song out of it. I was like, what could I do as like somebody? Because most people that get on there don't write music. You know, they're usually like doing yeah, cover songs true. or they're eight or they're ninety. And I thought it'd be so funny if I like showed up wearing like you know I don't know like yellow or something, looking super happy and be like, oh, I'm the harp girl. I'm gonna play a song called Sunshine and Roses. And then it'd be like super miserable and like wow. yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. But yeah, not America's Got Talent. You don't have to stoop that low. You stoop low enough by joining us. I, <laughs> highlight of my week, I assure you. And I was. Yes, it's yeah. true. <laughs> I went to a funeral yesterday, so it, it's just topping that. Um, 
So what are you what are you gonna do when this all blows over? What 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 do you hope to do? Man, I don't really know. I mean, I'm 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 mostly like what I tell myself. What I tell myself every day is that I'm just going to focus on music and content. I'm just going to, you know, try and finish putting out my album and make new music videos and do sort of things that don't involve large groups of people because, I mean, I would be very surprised in the Bay Area if this took off in terms of, you know, if musical... If shows and concerts were anything, you know, like we're expecting them to be but for the end of the year. So I'm sort of preparing for that and preparing for the worst, hoping for the best, I guess. So that, you know, sort of something... if. If music does come back, then I'll have been releasing music and, you know, be at a reasonable point for, for playing live again. But for the most part, I'm just kind of just kind of looking at what I can, I don't know, create so that I can put something out. Because otherwise, it's just like, oh, my God, what do I do? <laughs> so what I'm gathering from that is you wake up every day and you say, I'm going to focus on music. But at some point during the day, you end up watching the world's funniest animals on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my God. Cat videos? <laughs> Swear to God, oh one of the five things that keeps me alive right now. Oh my God, another one, by the way. it's an, I don't know where it's actually based out of, but there's a, there is a, a Facebook group called Disapproving Corgis. Look it up, my friends. It is pure gold. It is literally just like, you know, it's just white people that post pictures of their privileged little corgis that are super pissed off about something. And it is really, really adorable. Like, it's just, it's just a pissed off dog. And they, I don't know, there's something about like that particular breed. They look so disinterested in life. It's gold. I recommend. Neil will love that. Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking up as we speak. Oh, they're so cute. They're so mad. It's it's lovely. <laughs> Thought I was wasting lockdown just rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But oh well, let are. me tell you, if you aren't part of the disapproving Corgis group, you're wasting the least part of your day. <laughs> but you should I check out the disapproving. You should check it, it out. It comes the, up really quickly as well. I'm on Facebook. I've just searched. This oh, it's got tons it's of people. In it. Tons of people you in should, the group. Wow, they they look really fed up. Don't they? Aren't they so cute? Oh. <laughs> Wow, we just love misery. Um, you should check out the inbred cats. It's where people have uh, oh yeah, just cats their, inbred, just their cats with bread and stuff. And uh, yeah, put... oh, is that a thing? I totally want to find that. <laughs> it do. probably doesn't exist anymore because it's very cruel. But do you remember bonsai kitten, Rich? Oh yeah, yes. actually, no, never mind. If it's that's not so good because isn't that the ones they shove in jars and stuff? That's not cool. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not real though. It's it's it's, it's faked. It's, I mean, you like to it? think. Anyway, music. <laughs> this is the weirdest episode we've ever done. <laughs> so sorry. You are brilliant. Can you come back every week? <laughs> yes, please. I'll be here doing approximately nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently looking at pictures of really fed up corgis. Aren't they so cute though? Oh my god. They are. I want one. <laughs> I know they're little fluffy butts. They're so cute. Oh. Such short legs. Sorry. So tell us about this song that you're bringing. Oh, you're not going to like this story. (laughs) Is it going to be bittersweet? Ba-boom. You know, the sweet is very slight. The bitter is much more prominent. (laughs) Um, So basically, I, um, as I had mentioned earlier, I lived in um, Scotland for four years. I went to uni in um, Glasgow for three years and then on the Isle of Skye for the fourth year. I studied traditional Scottish heart music and Gaelic. And um, it's been so useful to me. Such a such a very uh, <laughs> employable degree, um, but basically, uh, I showed up at 19 years old, and I had moved from Los Angeles, and I was so excited, and I was like, "I'm going to move to Scotland, and it's going to be amazing, and I'm going to play all this music. I'm going to be so international and cool." And then I showed up in Glasgow, and 
you know, you step out into like a pile of vomit and like just some men it's hovered over there and you're like, Oh, well, this isn't quite what I was picturing. <laughs> and, um, you were, you, you were going to Scotland for local hero and you yes. got train spotting. That's what happened. <laughs> oh my God. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And, um, it was, you know, the, the only sort of place you can at, at the time that I could go to, I don't know if there's any others now, but in Glasgow, it's the RSAMD, which is now the RCS. And, um, it's a course on, um, traditional music and such. And Glasgow is, is sort of the, you know, surprisingly the center of that. So, um, the education was really amazing, but like, I was just set up really poorly to do well in it. And the weather was terrible and I was at a not great point in my life anyway. So basically it was just sort of being like, wow, well, you done fucked up. So what are you going to do now? <laughs> and um, I played a lot of music and I, the uh, education was amazing. I really, really loved it. And um, there were a lot of really good parts of it as well. I feel like that time frame in my life is sort of like, and Scotland in general is sort of like, it's kind of like, you know, if like a family member, you kind of love it and you hate it and, you know, you're proud of it and you want to say all these great things. And then you're like, but fuck you, you messed me up. <laughs> um, it's kind of like that sort of a relationship. And um, the song was basically about that um, feeling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, re- you really put a lot of um, everything into your... In- into- into- into your work um oh yes yes <laughs> i like that though because it, it's 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 real you know it's, it's not you just oh, i'm just gonna do a song about this and it's just a random story it's it's proper real and it almost sounds chaotic when you describe it but your music isn't chaotic and it's lovely and it's oh thanks it's very yeah it's very ethereal it's something that you'd it's almost, it's almost obvious because of the harp, but it feels Celtic uh, sometimes. That would probably be an influence of the of those years studying lots of lots of trad music, and which was absolutely amazing, by the way. And that's why I, you know, stayed for the time frame because it was so awesome to get to play the music and, you know, see the sights, live the life, step in the puke. It's weird listening <laughs> to you because you you are absolutely batshit crazy and. <laughs> But your your music is so calm and so beautiful. I'm not saying that you're you're not a calm and beautiful person. I'm sure you are. But when you talk to you, you're like really vibrant. But it's like that. Yeah, it's ah, oh, it's, it's interesting. You interest me. <laughs> yes, any time, any time. I'll be here all quarantine. I, I, I said it um, when you were on the. The festival that you were one of my favourite uh, performances by far. Thank really you. Loved it. It, in fact, it was a performance I, I went back to a few times to listen to again. Really loved it. And uh, your personality as well. It kind of your personality showing through really well. I think great personality. And I think you've been one of my favourite guests so far as well. You've been brilliant. Fuck yeah. So, <laughs> you, 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 you just, yeah. Interesting. So, Wayne, got any questions? Uh, yeah. Um, so when many. We spoke, <laughs> <laughs> when, when we spoke back in January, um, you were playing banjo, is that correct? Oh, yes. Yes, I was doing a good bit of banjo then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong here, because it's been six months, maybe five months when we spoke. It was in January, February. Did you name your banjo? 
I did name my banjo. I made my banjo, though, so it's sort of like birthing a child. And oh, yes, I did point. name it. You broke it. It's really hard yeah, to break bro. a banjo. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> went, went too hard. <laughs> oh, likely story. Oh, dear. <laughs> That one might have that one might have gone over your head. Um, We're not going down that route. No, okay. <laughs> I sprained my ankle running with a banjo because banjos are impossible. I broke the foot and not the banjo. They are hard to break. <laughs> now, whenever you say banjo, now everybody's going to be thinking of something else. And it, <laughs> so you breaking your foot over a banjo. <laughs> that sounds really wow. painful. That would yeah, be really not sad. good. <laughs> Uh, so what was the name of your banjo? <laughs> wow. <clears throat> my banjo. I've been, I've been sat here for like, yeah, I've been sat here for like 90 minutes going, she had a banjo, what the fuck was it called? <laughs> and I can't think of the life of me. It's named Sadie Bab Jenkins. Brilliant. Ah, so, mm-hmm. Yes, I remember now. Is that after something or was that just random? Um, well, it was, I don't know. Sadie is just sort of like my banjo name, I guess, at this point. And then, then she was born, the banjo was born. I made, finished the banjo on my um, grandmother's birthday. So she got Bev, because Beverly... But, you know, you can't call her Beverly because that's just not quite right. So, Sadie Bev and then Jenkins because that's my last name. <laughs> so, you know. Okay. She's in the family now. <laughs> I'm making another one quite soon. Very exciting. As if you make your own instruments, that's mental. Yeah. It happens when you're dissatisfied with almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> did, you make, did you make your own harp? Yeah. I designed it and um, made oh, it with friends. Oh, you designed it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't actually physically build the thing because it's, it's welded out of aluminum. But I did... Um, Put the, out of what, sorry? Out of aluminum. Sorry, aluminium, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh, such an Englishism, that is, isn't it? Oh, yes. Oh, dear. Mm. Anyway, yeah. music! <laughs> we do tend to get oh, sidetracked, t- don't we? I was trying to think of a guest we've had on recently who I found maybe at least as interesting. <laughs> the only third person I can think of was a, a girl I spoke to not too long ago called... Uh, Zilla, Zilla, Zilla has eyes or something like that. Zilla and with her eyes shut. Zilla with her, Zilla with her eyes shut, and she's got this mental condition where she sees bad things happening, and she and it looks so real to her, and like somebody might drop out of the sky and die, but it's not really happening. Oh dear! And that's what you're on a par with. See, now that you've told me that, <laughs> I'm going to start thinking about this shit. Thanks a lot, bud. <laughs> oh, oh um. Yeah, got anything else you want to ask, Wayne or Neil? Uh, no, I just, I just wanted to say um, it's a great song again. You know, um, uh, it's that lovely okay. touch of percussion that we spoke about when when we did the B side. You know, um, I think you remember. I think you remember you saying, "Use what you've got," mm-hmm. which hand clapping and all that sort of stuff. For sure, it's got a great sw- it's got a great swing rhythm to it. This song as well, I really um, like that sort of wishy washy rhythm to it, and something. Because I've listened to your stuff quite regular, and something I've sort of picked up from the last time we spoke is your, your voice is it's, it's lovely and soft. It's got this lovely soft element to it, but it feels like it could change easily and have a have a sharpness to it at any time. And I think that's that's what keeps you know the listener interested because it does feel like you're on a sort of after speaking to you, I, I can see this exactly now, <laughs> but sort of like <laughs> on a knife edge. You know, you could drop oh, it yes. side. So yeah. <laughs> That shit crazy, as I believe was the term. Thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> so I've been called that plenty of times. It's not an insult. It's not an insult anymore. It's a compliment. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Bad shit. It's yeah. got some fascinating composition, anyway. Yeah. Um. I, I have a question. Yes. 
Uh, dis- disapproving corgis. Yes. Uh, have you, did, did, oh, have you been on the? Uh, have you been on the, <laughs> the group? Dis- disapproving corgis only. Oh wait, there's a subsection. Oh wait, no. Yes, it is. No, 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 a completely, a completely different group called disapproving corgis only. I, the corgis are far more disapproving. Are they? Oh shit! I didn't even know about that. I'm gonna look it up right now. But wow, are there as many this, disapproving this corgis? This shit is life changing. It honestly. So for the three people, the three hardcore listeners who are left. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're like, I. This is who not haven't fun. who haven't gone off and looked at fucking corgis <laughs> or cat bread or whatever the fucking hell else we've been I talking do, about. I'm glad. There's I'm also there's also a Facebook group called Approving Corgis. <laughs> Oh, yes, that's not nearly as fun. Who wants to see them be <laughs> Wow, I'm a horrible person. Who wants to see dogs be happy? You can look up puppy videos for that on YouTube. Give me the miserable ones. What do you got? I want to see some battered and bruised puppies oh, left no. outdoors, not not fed for weeks. Look at him. <laughs> He's nearly dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Fucking oh, hilarious! And I... Oh, now um, that I'm looking to join the disapproving corgis, only the question is: Do you agree to only post photos of corgis or corgi mixes with disapproving expressions? <laughs> As if I asked that question. Oh my god! Oh. oh, that's amazing! Oh wait, we only sorry, last one. We only approve disapproving corgi slash corgi mix photos and videos. These are in caps, people. They're serious. Quote, no disapproval, or quote, doesn't disapprove, captions are forbidden. Show us your grouchy, grumpy, snarfly corgis, two exclamation points. Request. So do you have a producer, or do you produce your own music? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Um, I produced everything up until, um, up until this song in particular. Um, Screaming in the Void, which I was on with you guys last time, I produced myself. But this one, I'm and the rest of the album, um, I'm producing with a guy in Los Angeles called Andrew Herringer, who's super great. How come you decided to make that switch? Um, because I'm shite for producing. It's it's there's a lot. I, I mean, oh, thanks. I mean, it worked out with Screaming to the Void, but it's hard. Otherwise, I mean, like I don't really know what to do. I don't really. The problem with me, I'm sure you could imagine, is that I don't quite know what I like, but I sure do know what I don't like. And so it's hard for me to put things in because I don't really know what to add. But if somebody's putting things in, I can be like, I hate that. I hate that. I don't hate that. Which is effectively for me about the best thing you can get. Is I don't hate that. And occasionally I'll like something. It's really fun. Okay. Well, if, 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 if it, you know, if it works for you. But, I, yeah, I, I thought you put, you, you put the production on your previous work was brilliant. Thank you. I'm really proud of that one. I worked on that. But it was particularly, well. that's why I brought it up, because the production on this is particularly good as well. It was uh, very standout. Thank you. Yes, not mine. So, ah. um, but yeah. I have another song coming out, actually, next week on the 24th um, that's called Better. You'll love this one. It's about losing friends. Ah. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, also produced by him and it's really awesome it's got some super cool vibes going on so you can check that out on Spotify, iTunes, all those great things on uh, the 24th, June 24th I love how your the titles of your song says one thing but then the actual song itself tells a completely different story it's like the, the one bad de- depression what was that called again, sorry? Sunshine and Roses oh this is going to be a love, what? <laughs> did I just play on the wrong the, song the, the roses all died and it started to rain ah uh, yeah. yes that sounds like my type of thing. save that one for the happy album <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna each ask you a question in turn now a random question each and wayne is gonna kick it off 
<clears throat> I've already asked my question to Ella, I think. What was that? Well, ask, you can ask you a different one. You, it's, you know what I mean? Do you want me to ask a question while you, while you think of one? Did I, Ella, did I ask you um, this question last time? Did I ask you if you could replace one musician and play their part in a song, what song would it be and who would you replace? Ooh, I do believe you did. Oh, actually, I think you asked me some section of that or some subsection of that. But what I what I recall having said was the um, guitar solo in "Nothing Else Matters" by Metallica. Yeah, then ignore ignore on me a harp. Yeah. Yes, I've actually. <laughs> I don't not? know how that would work, but I mean, you put it, you plug it in, man. You put it through some effects, it sound bomb. Yeah, true. Yes, you know what? I remember that conversation there. <laughs> so yeah, I've got no questions. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll ask you a question then. And it won't be the same one I asked Sam Hardiman last week. Because um, nobody... Why really... heaven's not? Because <laughs> nobody really cares about what celebrity people want to have sex with. Um, my question's going to be... It's a two-part question. I'm going to go... I'm just going to keep it simple with my usual questions. It's a two-part question. The first question is, you're going on holiday and you are taking with yourself an MP3... No, no. It's a two-part question. We'll start with part one. You're going on holiday. Where are you going? Where am I going? Ah, shit. Well, probably not Scotland. Ah, just kidding. Um. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, you know, I never made it to Wales. Let's go to Wales. Oh, no, don't go there, shit. No, fuck it. Fuck don't you Wales know I like misery? Wales. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you'd love it. <laughs> Wales is ice. Find, find yourself a nice graveyard in Wales. You'd love it. You, you won't be writing any songs about sunshine there. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, um, yeah, so you, anywhere in the world you want to go and money isn't an object, where are you going? I am... Re- I am well, I'm I didn't know money was no object. I would have picked something better than Wales here. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, carry on. No. So you can go to Wales? I'm going to Wales, yes. That's good. Okay. So you're going to Wales for a week and you're taking with you an MP3 player. It's an old MP3 player as all MP3 players are, and you only have WAV files on your computer, so you can only fit two songs on this MP3 player. They have to last you a week. They're the only songs you can get to listen to. What songs do you take? Ooh. Um, I would take Hide and Seek by Imogen Heap. Oh, nice! And I once listened to that song 106 times in two days. Of course you did. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) And, oh, 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 let me think, let me think. Why don't I just take that one then? If I had two, then I'd have to get out of the mode. I could just listen to that on repeat for a week. That'd be fine. The vocal layering on that song is amazing. Oh, it's just, I mean, there's so, like, arguably little going on, but there is so much going on. I can listen to it and hear a different piece of it every single time, and it just, love it. And your second song? Shit. (laughs) Never heard of that. (laughs) Um, I did earlier, the the Nintendo core song. (laughs) Ah. Ah, perfect. Um, well then, I guess... I guess I would take World Spins Madly On by the Weepies, because I love that song. I don't know that one. It's very good. You should look it up. I'm sure. It's amazing. Oh, I'll check it out. If, if, you, if you can send me the link, I'll definitely check it out. I'll do that. It's, uh, it's the only way I'll check it out, because otherwise I forget. Uh, Neil, ask a question. What is the meaning of life, the universe, and everything? Fuck's sake, this could go on forever. No, we'll There's just make it, we'll make it quick, concise, and I will say music. Ooh. Good, good, good. I mean, you're wrong. The answer is 42, but... Yeah, yeah, I've I've, I've always been under the uh, impression it was 42, but, yeah. Have you... I've got one last question. Did you enjoy your time on You Have a This Music podcast? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Did I ever. Such fun. Good times. It's been amazing. Good crack, as they say. So yes, we're we're, we're I'm I'm definitely going now. I I I've had my fill. <laughs> so 
that's what's going to happen. I'm going to go. We're going to play your song out. All I've got left to say is, it, actually, yeah, if you want to find Ella Harp, you want to listen to any more of your music, if you like him, you will like him music, you can find her on all the different so, uh, social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and the likes. You can find her on Spotify. I'd imagine you're on YouTube. I am indeed. And we'll put all those links in the show notes. You can find us in all those different places, i.e. YouTube, Spotify, Spreaker, iCloud, iTunes, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and all the different places you can find a podcast. We are there. So go check us out. If you could leave us a uh, five-star review on iTunes, we will love you forever because that helps us get the podcast out. And if we can get the podcast out, that means we can help get the artists out as well. So please go and give us a rating on iTunes. Thanks very much. So, yes, all I've got left to say is I've been Richie. I've been Wayne. Neil. And she's been... Ella <laughs> And thank you for listening. If indeed. You still are. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Fuck off. <laughs> Neil, come on.
GSE certified expert technicians to new smart services that keep you connected. Pep Boys Auto Service and Tire Centers keep your ride humming. Open seven days a week. Pep Boys, we go further to help you go farther. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 